welcoming to Rage Against the Mainstream Podcast for the first time, our new friend Eric from Nearly Spent. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. How about you? I can't complain. I feel like we just kind of did this thing, like the right, you know, right. how are you thing, but like for formality purposes, we kind of have to do it this way, at least so everyone is in the loop now, all of the yeah. beautiful listeners out there. So you are the vocalist for uh, the pop punk band Nearly Spent. You guys recently just signed with Affiant Records. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, when or did um when did uh keep it calm and find your composure actually release or is it still like a pre order type thing or is it actually out? Uh, the the album's out already. Uh, we released it. I believe it was November twentieth, twenty twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're currently working on um our next EP. Awesome. All right, so let's start here at the beginning. Who are you and what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Eric. I'm the singer and I'm also the founder of the band. Now, from listening to your guys' music, I feel like there's like like a metal influence in there. Like, it's not just, like, straight-up pop-punk. Like, you guys weren't like, you know, I want to play Blink-182 covers, and then you turn, then you made a band. Like, it, it, it feels like there's, like, a lot of different elements to Nearly Spent that, like, creates that sound. Uh, yeah. Um, so, like, you could tell, like, there's, like, a couple songs with breakdowns. But not only that, but we got kind of, like, I would say, like, kind of metalcore-ish guitar solos. And, um... Ryan, the guitarist, he's uh he's really big on like Avenged Sevenfold and whatnot. And I was originally a uh, metal vocalist in a band. Okay, now what what kind of uh what kind of metal are we talking here? Well, I was in a progressive metal kind of gent band. Okay, back when I was like seventeen to like eighteen. Nice. So what what prompted the switch to pop punk? Um, it was just the scene was like, it kind of died, but then it like came back, but it was really like super heavy, like down tempo music. And it was, it was just hard to find, you know, guitarists and drummers of that genre because there's people there, but they're all taken by like these big bands that, that I know. And they're really fucking good. Um, they they're all they all got like multiple bands that they're in already, so it was just like impossible to get back into metal. So I just got on band mix and I was like, yo, anybody wanna do pop punk? And that's how it all happened. So when when you said you were in a metal band, were I mean, was it more like clean like clean type singing, like slash screaming, or was it like just straight screaming? So back then I couldn't sing to save my life. Um it was all screams and uh whatnot so when did you come to the conclusion that you're able to sing or did you take like uh, vocal lessons or was that just like you just kept working at it and eventually it just happened yeah dude like i was really bad so i just practiced in my car like every day after work just you know listening to real friends and state champs until like i started like building like basically conditioning my vocals to be similar to them yeah, and like kind of like doing like the tone matching and stuff like that, and like just yeah. get the all around feel. 
No, that's cool. You know, I mean, it's funny. Of all the people I've had on the show and everything, there's no one that ever had that kind of story where it's like, you know, I just, I, I worked at it. Like, it was something I wasn't able to do, and now I am. <laughs> yeah, for real. So, how did the band form? So, it was originally like a little side project of mine. It was like kind of like going to be like an acoustic thing. But, um, so like, uh, basically I ended up trying to find, uh, people in my area and that's when I discovered band mix and, um, yeah, it was just crazy. Like one thing led to another and I just like found everybody within like a month or two and then we just started like writing music and then we have like an album ready to record and we just went for it. That's awesome. So where do like the influences lie for nearly spent or for you in particular? For me, particularly, um, it would be, um, you know, bands like Real Friends, uh, State Champs, A Day to Remember, Neck Deep, um, Carousel Kings, Belmont. Like it's it's a big line of like bands that I have influenced. So. What was the, um, what was the, like, I guess, deciding factor or whatever that this is something that you wanted to do? Like, you wanted to be a vocalist. Like, what, how old were you? And what was, like, the, uh, what was the, like, defining moment where it was like, you know what? This is, this is what I'm doing now. Honestly, since I was, like, a little kid, but, like, I, like, always knew that I wasn't that good at singing. And I was just like, you know, I pushed it to the side after a while. I focused on like art and like digital art and uh, draw like hand drawn stuff. Oh, okay. And then, in, yeah. And then in high school, like I got into bands like uh, Asking Alexandria, Pierce LaVale and stuff. And like I started little bands here and there with some friends, which led to like being in this progressive metal band and whatnot. So was there like a defining like artist or anything like that? Like, was there any band in particular that was just like, like, like the, like the come to Jesus moment or like the, you know, like someone flipped the switch type moment. Uh, when it comes to like this band specifically, it would definitely be real friends. You know, they helped me out a lot through like depression and whatnot. So going to, keep it calm and find your composure about how long did it take to come up with the general idea for the album? And, um, you know, to like, actually like sit down, write all the music. It, like what, what was the, uh, what was that whole process like? So, um, it, it was really just us writing a bunch of, like we have a bunch of songs right now. We, we're just like trying to pick and choose like what we're going to do with them and stuff. So, um, we like, la- it wasn't last year. It was 2019 when we first like got together. We didn't like announce ourselves as, as a band yet, but we just started writing and writing and writing. And we just have a bunch of songs laid out. And we just like, we were just like, you know, let's, let's just do an album. We just like picked all of our favorite songs and that fit within like the album. So that's basically like what happened. That's pretty cool. So, what was the what was the recording process like? I mean, cause at this point, you guys were like like fairly a new band, like kind of you know, like 
getting your getting the vibe together and everything how did the yeah. how did the studio process work for that it, it was really fast dude like even our producer was like astonished he was like yo like this was like really smooth like you guys already knew what you wanted you knew what you were doing like we had all these demos laid out for him and like luckily our guitarist ryan was like really good on a click so that really helped the process that's the thing, too, that most people don't understand. They think it's just you go into a studio and hit record and everything's going to be fine. But there's so many metrics involved to actually making a good sounding record. And, yeah. you know, from a lot of like the bands that, you know, like like on like a local level and stuff like they the production values are like garbage. And I who actually who produced your um who produced your guys album? It was um Bill Pogan from Pogue Audio. Okay. Great guy, man. He's he's an amazing artist and uh engineer, dude. Yeah, he that helped us a lot. It came out ex- extremely good. It's such a it, it's I'm like a producer or like like a yeah. A producing like whore, like junkie. Like I, I love like good production. And mm-hmm. um like listening to it, it doesn't sound like every other pop punk band. Like where you know, it's just like the like the drums are always in the front of the mix, and vocals are super loud, and guitars guitars are always like kind of like in the back. Like it just seemed like a very like uh, like even cohesive mix. Mm-hmm. So, what's the um what's the process with this new album? So you guys have had this one out for almost a year now. How's the process writing the second one or the follow-up? Is there any kind of like a, you know, like, all right, man, well, we really kicked ass on this one. So we have to like one up this, or is it just like just hammering out songs as they come to you guys? So this one, um, it kind of came as a surprise because I was just like, most of the songs are, I'm pretty sure are going to be in standard. So it's going to be like a, not as heavy as the last album, but it's going to be, as catchy or even catchier nice but um basically what happened like i started like picking some of the songs we had and then um ryan even made some new ones and i was just like listening back and like looking over the lyrics and i was like yo like this could be a cool like concept like story and we had this character called brian for a while so it's gonna be based off this guy and basically, like, his life's, like, turning upside down. He's just trying to figure himself out. And then he finds, like, the love of his life and whatnot. That's pretty cool. Like, the the idea of a... I've always liked concept albums and the ideas behind them where it's actually, like, a full story and not, like, um, you know, just random sporadic songs that don't make any sense at all. So how how many tracks is this album going to be? Or do you guys still in the process of determining that? Um, so it's going to be four, but we might add like an instrumental or something in there. So it's going to be like four or five. Um, when's the Wednesday that just passed, like we were recording our single for the EP. So we're going to finish that up next Wednesday and try to get a music video out for it. Nice. So how did the, um, how did the partnership with, uh, Affiant come about? Uh, from what William told me is like, he just found us on Spotify and I was just kind of like shocked. I was like, yo, like someone actually found us. Like, it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. He said he was like a big fan of like pop punk and I was like, oh, sweet bro. And we just (laughs) talked about it. 
That's funny. I actually um, recently just interviewed John Carr. I believe he's from your oh, area, yeah. your guys' yeah, area yeah, too. Yeah. Really? Oh, is he? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he's from. Uh... Oh no, Florida? never mind. Never mind. He's from Copus Christi. I I I saw Cape Corral and then Copus Christi. I thought it was the same thing. Oh, that that's my oh. bad. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, duh. But anyways, <laughs> so how how's the local scene down there in Cape Corral? Like with uh, like is it primarily pop punk or is it's it- it's um unfortunately it's a lot of like really heavy beat down like heavy music um it's kind of hard to play shows in our area so we go we mainly go to the east coast actually and that's where all the punk scene is and every time we play there it's like a huge crowd people go nuts unfortunately when we play shows over here in the west in the west coast it's just like we we set up and people just walk out when we start setting up and it's just like damn they didn't even get to hear us yeah is it I never, I never understood that. Like, if you're at a show, like I, I watch, like you're there for, to watch all the other bands that are there. Yeah. I mean that, that that really sucks. But I mean, <laughs> is that why you guys kind of implement like the breakdowns, like the like the metalcore type solos and stuff like that in your music, or was that just like a, like a, uh, just a, like a second, like afterthought or whatever? So, yeah, that is one of the reasons, like, we wanted to get some heavy songs in there because we knew, like, most of the bands that we, like, played with were, like, really heavy, so we had to get something in there. So we even got, like, Kyle Medina from Body Snatchers, which is from, they're from uh, Southwest Florida also. Okay. So we got him to feature in a song, and that was pretty, pretty gnarly. So with this new album, are you guys are you guys like staying in like the same realm the are or is there anything you guys are venturing into more? Uh, is it going to be heavier? Like what, it, what's the music or the direction of the band going in with this new album? So it's like I said, it's going to be in like standard, so it's not going to be really heavy, but it's going to be a, a lot more catchier, a lot more poppy, but it's still going to be pop punk. Like, it's going to be like more of like, you know, like old school pop punk with a mix of like the new school pop punk where there's like, you know, like hip hop influence and whatnot. No. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like, um, what's that one band I've been listening to? Um, water park like that band. Okay. I, you know, it's funny. I, I've I heard about them not too awful long ago. Yeah. Surprisingly, I wasn't a huge fan of them, but they released this new album and like, all their songs are like super catchy and it's so good. See, that's one of the cool things about like pop punk where like in most genres, like you're almost like selling out or there's like a stigma around like having like a catchy song with like a good melody. And it's just like, like, okay, like, okay. Yeah, sure. I'm, you know, I'm selling out because I'm making a catchy song where in pop punk, like it's almost like what that genre, like, thrives off of yeah is having like catchy music really nice hooks yeah Yeah, exactly like you need to have like the melody you need to have you know catchy hooks like it just it just needs to be there and it's i've always kind of liked that about pop punk to where you know like it's like unapologetically catchy yeah (laughs) 
So luckily, our sound is still gonna have that nearly spent vibe to it. So it's not like we're gonna like be like sellouts or anything. Like you're still gonna be like, oh, that's nearly spent when you hear that. Nice. So I guess going into like the like the recording process and stuff. What do you guys enjoy doing more? Being in the studio or go out going out and like playing shows and interacting with the crowds? I mean, I know with last year and everything, everything was kind of like put on hold. But yeah. um you know, and that that that's the other thing that kind of really sucks about what happened, you know, everything that's going on, I mean, even now. But um Yeah, what what did you guys uh like doing more playing shows or being in the studio writing new music? So that's kind of tough because I like both. Like, I like them both equally. But I do love, like, creating new bangers and seeing how much they change throughout the production. But um, I also like, you know, going out and having a blast, seeing people enjoy our music and whatnot. Because, see, that's the thing, too, like, being in the studio, like, and especially having, like, a producer there, like, their main purpose is to think of things that you didn't think of. And, like, harmonies and... Like these little like parts that normally wouldn't make any sense unless they're like very low in a mix that make other things pop. Like the yeah. whole idea of recording has always kind of intrigued me, but playing shows is uh I, I say it all the time. It's it's a feeling like no other. Yeah. For sure. So where have you guys or where's like a like a dream spot where you guys wanna play? Or like, where haven't you played yet that you really wanted to? Um, honestly, probably in Orlando. That's where the pop punk scene is thriving. I know there's some um, sound bar up there and some other places. Like, we definitely want to get up to the point where we start playing with all the all the bands up there because they're they're really good. Now, how far are you guys outside of um, Orlando? Because I know Florida is a pretty big state. It's about four four hours from Jeez. where we live. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we're hike. willing to drive anywhere, to be honest. Even Georgia, if we could. Yeah, I mean, shows. yeah, that that's just wild. And so you guys have basically just stayed within like the like the southwestern Florida area. Uh, well, the East Coast more. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The the East Coast has a better scene, not super beat down, genty music that you know the the yeah. kids love nowadays. <laughs> I mean, I love it, but, like, that's not who we are, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's funny. What's one of the coolest shows you guys have played so far? Uh, that would probably have to be um, Kill Your Idol in um, Miami Beach, Florida. Oh, that had to be cool. Yeah, it was awesome, bro. Like, it was late at night. Like, it was like an open bar thing. People could just come in and watch, and we just had, like, a full crowd of people. And even, like, after, like, we were done with our set, there was a bunch of people outside, and they were just, like, cheering us, like, yo, that was sick, man, holy shit. I was like, oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> like, it was crazy. And there's even people, like, just, you know, walking naked, you know, around, you know, uh, Miami Beach, and we were just like, yo, this is pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that that's that had to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, um, let's see here. Um, all right, here's a good one. Uh, if you guys had a chance to build your, like, uh, like your own personal dream tour, 
Like you guys could headline or open or middle slot, whatever you want. Who would be some of the bands that you would choose to be on a tour with? Oof. Uh, let's see. For sure, Real Friends. Like that's my all-time favorite band. Um, I would say Chunk No Captain Chunk, Magnolia Park, um, State Champs, and maybe like Belmont. I feel like all those would be sick. All those bands. Yeah, that would be awesome. So is there any plans on you guys coming up, uh, like coming up out of uh, Florida at all? Or is that just like as, you know, as shows start popping up, like you'll jump on them? Basically, yeah. Um, we would like to get like a booking agent and like just start hopping on other band stores. That's like really ideal for us. Well, hopefully with the with the partnership with Affiant Records, they're able to help you out a little bit with that. Like I know William's a good guy and uh he knows a lot of people so there's a yeah. you know who knows man, the the future seems very bright. Oh yeah, definitely. So the last thing I have here is not a question at all. Um it's a chance to plug yourself. You can shamelessly unshamelessly where can people find you on social media? Um what's next for the band? This is your time to tell everybody, all the beautiful listeners here, where can they find you? All right. So all of our social media is at Nearly Spent. We got TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We also got a YouTube channel. We might start putting vlogs and stuff up there. And um, we're currently working on our next EP. It's probably going to be self-titled. I think it just fits with like the whole story of um, our character and whatnot. And uh, we got a single coming out for you. It's going to be called Hello. Uh, not sure when it's going to come out, but it, it'll be out very soon. Nice. It's actually, TikTok, you're the, this is the first interview I've had where someone actually plugged TikTok. Hey, man, you got you to gotta work on every platform. Like, yeah, you right. make a lot of money on TikTok, <laughs> you know? We're, we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is it is so funny, like, when you come to think about it, like, TikTok like everything kind of comes full circle like like back you remember like vine and oh, yeah. you know the vine stars and they all turn into youtube stars and now they're all kind of like working back to like tiktok it's just kind of yeah. really funny how like everything comes full circle like that yeah and I, like um right now like i think it's like all time loan simple plan they probably made a lot of money on tiktok with these like trends that have been happening yeah, it's just wild. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was a naysayer in the very beginning with TikTok. I was like, no, absolutely not. That's stupid. There's and, a lot of weird stuff on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny, yeah. man. Like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'll never get this. Nope. Never. And then uh, my wife was just like, just just try it. Just go on it. Look at it. And then next thing you know, I'm on TikTok every day. <laughs> so now I'm going to have Same. to find you guys on there, too, and follow you. <laughs> yeah. All right, I would appreciate it. <laughs> Not a problem, man. So, yeah, this was a um I enjoyed this. This was a fun conversation. And um for all of you listeners out there, don't forget to check out Nearly Spent on all the social media platforms and their YouTube and TikTok. Hopefully we start seeing more of that. And um yeah, everybody. This was Eric from Nearly Spent. I want to thank you so much for coming on, man. Hey, I appreciate it, bro. No have, problem. Have a good one. 
All right, you too, man. Later. Hey, this is Eric from Nearly Spent on Rage Against the Mainstream podcast, and you're listening to Blink of an Eye. Thank you.